Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And Jas, what did we do last week? Last week we spoke about the abandoned central mine in the depths. And Jay, what are we going to do this week? Well, this week we're going to respond to a call from the depths and find ourselves uh, traipsing around some very familiar ground if you played Breath of the Wild. Hmm. So, is this... So we've just... You were saying we've just done the... The central mine, mm-hmm. and naturally, it like segues into doing this little quest. Is this how you first found yourself on the Great Plateau? It's how I first was encouraged to go there. Yeah, because um, I, I was exploring, like once once I got auto build, like I, I and then I ended up you know having a little explore around the main building. Off the Great Abandoned Central Mine. Because um, it looked cool. It was like the first big proper structure I'd come across in the depths. You know, you had the little huts that maybe had like the like the parts in them. But this was like one of the first big massive structures I'd found. So I thought maybe, maybe some secrets or chests or something to find within there. Um, and then I came across this colossal statue. <laughs> um, which, uh, yeah wanted me to uh to uh well suggested i go up to the the temple of time within the great plateau so yeah that is not how i came across uh this quest because i didn't find that big statue till after you told me about it last week <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't, like, I didn't. It didn't really occur to me that I could explore the a mine yeah, like, anymore. Here's the crazy really thing: like this, the central mine was like as I mentioned like last week. This is one of the areas I was in like pretty early on, and mm. I didn't find the statue down there in the mine at all. So I didn't do like the whole yeah. To me, it felt like until like much later. It felt like that lobby bit was the whole whole location. So I didn't find the stairs up or the stairs uh, down or any of that. Okay, so <laughs> I, I did go kind of around the back of the building you know found the staircases that you need to find and um so yeah i did poke but around as, more, more than, than you guys clearly did <laughs> as soon as i unlocked everything i like traded in all my zone eye and immediately teleported back to lookout landing to um get my batteries right yeah i mean i think that's what a lot of players will do mm-hmm. i just know that me personally um, I did end up finding the statue. I will say I didn't go to the Great Plateau till a good bit of time later. Um, I just got sidetracked doing other things, as this game loves to loves to make happen. But um, yeah, this is how I found this quest line and what will be taking up the kind of through line of this episode. So early on in my playing the game, you know, when I was just exploring. Basically, you know, to explore like you do before you decide to commit to the story. Yeah. Um, I found myself up on the plateau. Mm-hmm. Sort of poked around a little bit and sort of felt like, oh, there's not really anything here this time. And it's full of scary enemies. 
Um, didn't come back for ages. And then quite late in the game, I sort of was like, oh, okay, okay, I can go back up there now, I think. Let's have a proper look around. And in fact, I was approaching it um, at ground level and saw some smashable rocks and just smashed them. Because you do. Mm-hmm. And like the water comes flooding out and I'm like, oh, look, there's a route up to the up to the plateau on foot. Uh, which makes sense, right? Because if people used to come up here, how did they get up here if they couldn't yeah. all bounce and glide and climb like Link, right? <laughs> so I went up there, um, poked around, and I did find the temple, and it gives you a little clue, right? Yeah, um, and this is the same clue which you can get from the statue that you were talking about, the one in the central mine. They basically both give you the same clue. Yeah. Kind of funny, like we've kind of um, all had separate experiences here because, like, obviously, Jay starts the quest down in the depths from the post statue. You find the solution right off the bat, and like, I just well, I, I activated it from the Temple of Time itself <laughs> and spent ages figuring out, like, uh, that's what I'm saying, what the clue was. Oh, oh, I did activate it from the Temple of Time, and I did find ages trying to find what the clue was because. It doesn't say anything different, mm, right? Yeah. After you smash, you have to talk to the statue. Yeah. And I didn't see it. So I was assuming there was another thing I had to break. So for weeks, I've just been like floating around the um, the plateau trying to find the second bit of water to drain. And then finally, I just stumbled across, like, oh, he's right there. He's just sort of camouflaged <laughs> him with the rocks. Because he still says, I'm trapped under the water, even after you've drained all the water. That's fine. <laughs> well, did you miss the actual the eye piece? Or... I, I didn't see any eye pieces until I'd spoken oh, to... Oh, yeah, because there isn't an eye at this part. It's like a mini yeah. statue, isn't it? That's, yeah. but it's, under the it's, just a, it's just one of the regular old little statues it's that's just, it yeah it's in all the rubble but i'd walked past it 20 times that's right because i i hadn't assumed it was already free and just waiting for me to talk to it because the clue was still saying i'm trapped under the water yeah so that's <laughs> that's that's what the the, the the big statue in the central mine does as well uh, that's mm-hmm. what i says. so mm-hmm. yeah you're directed to do that and then it says come up to the temple of time um right but if i'd seen the clue before i drained the water it would have been obvious to me that that's what I meant to be doing. Right. But because I drained the water and then saw the clue, I assumed there was some second water to drain. Well, oh, my, okay. mind, my mind went straight to, because like, obviously the water clue, I went straight to like the the River of the Dead. So yeah, that's exactly what I did as well. Um, I was I was poking around the actual river on the Great Plateau. There's something behind these waterfalls. And there is. I mean, Oh, yeah, yeah I did a bit of that as well, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll I explored the whole last plateau. But, uh, yeah... <laughs> Um, see, this is quite a quite a neat quest. This, this is mm-hmm. like a side adventure quest. It's a, it's a more substantial side quest. The, the game kind of delineates something like that. Um, so yeah, once you wander up to the statue, it's 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 hijacked the goddess statue, and it tells you it speaks to you now from the depths below in the guise of the statue. Which I think, if if you did it your way, 
I think it's maybe a, a quite a cool reveal when you see the big massive statue down below. You're like, oh wow, this is this is huge. This is crazy. It looks really oh, yeah. freaky as well. Whereas me, I was like, okay, I know what I know what you are. <laughs> I've seen you already. <laughs> um, but I'll still help you out. So uh, yeah, it's quite a quite a cumbersome side quest <laughs> this one, but it does uh, it does give us a great opportunity to speak about the Great Bottle as a whole because it literally takes you all over the Great Plateau. And uh, there's a there's a few sites to see around here. Um, I think one thing that's quite interesting to talk about from the start, and you kind of alluded to earlier there, Luke, is that the Great Plateau is um, it's not a starting zone any longer by any means. No, it's kind of quite a late game zone. There's like a bunch of silver enemies stomping around mm-hmm. little squads and um, there's loads of like likes up here and uh yiga as well so this could be oh uh, uh, yeah um which makes sense considering you know they've there's quite a lot of entrances to the depths up here um and they also figure this is a part of hyrule that nobody will visit um so we mm. they can set up shop there and uh yeah a lot of yiga around the around the area so you'll find travelers walking about and uh yeah <laughs> they, they ain't travelers there's also a little um i think i forgot to put this in the notes there's a little yiga base you can sort of storm as well yeah so this is actually situated where the woodcutters sorry the old man's kind of woodcutting shack was in, um, ah. in breath of the wild um so before um you would you'd go visit the old man you i think that's where you get like the warm doublet um in breath of the wild to help you kind of climb the mountains and then in breath of the wild you were to the idea was you would chop a tree to create a little mini bridge to get across yeah. to the snowy region of uh, the great plateau um but yeah the yiga have totally taken over that, that yeah track. they've actually i noticed they've cut down all the trees yes which is an amusing little if everyone remembers that moment because that moment was in like the first trailers and stuff as well it was yeah so that's um, a fun little but they've put it to good use they've fortified it and you know made like spiky wooden barriers and um yeah it could be a, a definitely a tough fight if, if you're coming to a very early game or even at this stage of the game where we're at with the podcast because you have to fight not just the yiga kind of grunts that you might have run across but one of the blade master type enemies mm. who are uh, nasty buggers i don't actually remember seeing a lot of them in this game other than here um there's a few of them dotted about like a... to get them in Gerudo desert a fair bit i think yeah they're they're more they're more based around where like the yiga encampments and bases are like um, yeah like yiga story moments they're not mm-hmm. just gonna yeah they're not so much in the wild i found as much um, but yeah, there's a couple of Yiga situ- Yiga based quests which we'll speak about in the podcast that they t- they feature in, um, including this one is which is because w- when you beat the Yiga um, outside this hut, um, if you go inside, they've got one of the um, you've probably seen them wander in the wilds like the travelers with the mushroom hats on, who say and it's the, the the person inside the hut says that um, they've been forced by the Yiga to um you know 
work and make pieces of armor for them um and they're being held captive because the you know this person must have been a, a clothes designer clothes maker and the Yiga were using them for uh for for well manufacturing their clothes um so when when you rescue them you actually get a piece of the Yiga set the the Yiga mask um and there's actually a quest which required you to get all pieces of the Yiga. I was assuming there's going to be a bit where I'm going to need to wear it to there is a ah. sneak into some sort of Yiga. There's a nice little kind of clue they give you of like basically the Yiga clan, classic Yiga clan tactics or strategy, like basically giving away all of their plans just on a map. They basically pinpoint all of their bases, yeah. where all of their bases are. So like in that hut that we're speaking about here, if you have a look on the wall, um, they'll have big red circles around where their bases are. It doesn't out and out say where they are, but it gives you a rough yeah, idea yeah, of where to visit. If you're paying attention to the map, like you can figure it out. You can. You, there's one of them that I found a bit tricky to find, but the other two, um, not that hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a good, a really good payoff actually. This is probably one of the more substantial side quest from a reward standpoint as well um so it's this is well worth seeking out and and taking advantage of it so yeah but it's also it's, it's a cool sign i think as well of what i liked about exploring the great plateau and that the it felt friendly in a way in the in in breath of the wild and maybe that's because the old man had been maybe able to scare off sort of like a lot of the intruders or you know was keeping the place maintained as best as he could but now that he's now no longer there he's he's passed away he's passed on to the great beyond it's given you know more malevolent entities such as the Yiga clan such as the really tough monsters a chance to come in and set up shop and yeah it kind of loses that not welcoming probably the wrong word but more humble starts that the had in Breath of the Wild, which I really liked, and this was just one example of it. Yeah, and I honestly, I was expecting to feel a bit more nostalgia when I got up there than I did, but it actually it feels really different. Yeah, I think it's because it doesn't feel that much like visiting the old Great Plateau. Yeah, I think it's some of the changes, right? But like, you are going to have there are points like, where you're, like, you recognize it, you know. I think it's uh, as well, maybe because you come from it from a different angle, like, you're coming from the outside in instead of starting there. Um, yeah, 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 of course. I will say, I did have a um, a real pang of, of uh, nostalgia though, when if you go. You know, up past the Temple of Time ruins after speaking to the statue, um, running up that hill, kind of passing the little kind of cave outcrop that the old man first meets you, mm. up to the big title drop outcrop from the you know the cliff from Breath of the Wild, um, and then spotting the the Shrine of Resurrection cave as well. Um, did you guys check that out when you were visiting? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, like. As soon as I recognised where I was on that point of the plateau, I was like, I'm running to like the, the Breath of the Wild intro shot and just <laughs> taking a screenshot, like just to compare it because I still have the original Breath of the Wild 
like intro screenshot saved as well. So I was like comparing the screenshots. Exactly. Like, I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> Just seeing the difference, like all these years later. I'm assuming you took a visit there as well, Luke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. around. It was a little bit sad walking in because, like, when you first walk in, it's been stripped back to like pretty much a bear cave, like the the big mm. sort of um, recovery rejuvenation pod, whatever you want to call it, that Link was, you know, propped up in for a century. That's now no longer there. Useful like materials for all the the Skyview towers. That was my theory. Yeah, like like. Oh well, yeah, basically all Breath of the Wild, like Chica Tech, is gone. So I was thinking I'm assuming either, Pura yeah. just strip mined the lot. <laughs> either Pura or maybe the Yiga if they got here first. Well, yeah, they've also been getting. Maybe that's how they, you know, revived Master Koga. He wasn't. He <laughs> he never. He didn't read reviving. <laughs> he, he's, he's too hardy, too strong. He survived that fall. Right. <laughs> but um... somehow Master Koga has returned. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um what I think is quite neat though is that the um like underneath where the little rejuvenation pod was there's a little hot spring that you can recover some hearts in. Um so they still kind of show that the rejuvenating waters are still bubbling up there. Which uh yeah. comes into play when we when we get into the depths as well. But um mm. there's also if you go further within the Shrine of Resurrection um, there's a little um, like Yiga clan sort of storeroom so to speak or like mm-hmm. a little hidden grotto base in there as well did you guys find that too? Yeah, yeah. Did you just call yeah. it a, a gruntle base? A grotto A grotto The grotto The right time there <laughs> And uh, right, actually... yes. like similar to the ones you find in the depths. Sort yeah, of. I'd say it's more like a, 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 a like a storage kind of area. Yeah, because like when you go in there, there's um, maybe a couple of Yiga dudes ready to beat up, but they've taken one of the um, one of the constructs from presumably down below and have brought it up to the surface. Um, and if you speak to it, and you've you obviously unlocked auto build, it'll give you a schema stone. Um, for you know your reward, it gives you one for the called the beam cycle, which I don't know which one that is. I presume it's I maybe the, the beam of that, is that, I think it's the thing that the Yeager are often riding. Mm. It's the solo one. We've got the beam with, of like, the, the with the balance kind of sonar device on it. Right. So like basically, as soon as you stop driving, it, the thing just like flops over. So you're not if you don't like activate it like on an even surface, like you're not gonna get to drive the thing right away. <laughs> I don't think I ever use it for what it's worth. Once you have the hover bike. The that's the right one I'm thinking of. I think you're right. But uh Yeah, shall we actually get into the the meat of this quest then that we were alluding to? Yeah, so once you do figure out that there's a little tiny statue you can talk to in all that rubble, um, he'll explain to you that he's got four eyes um, and the big-ass statue down in the 
um, Great Band Central Mine does have four big empty eye sockets. Um, and yes. he'll direct you to the four different chasms which are now located around the Great Plateau. I haven't checked. I wonder if they match up with the four shrines from Breath of the Wild or anything like that. They do, yeah, they do. Yeah, cute. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, it's a really neat neat touch. Um, because there are a few shrines up here, but they're in different locations. Yeah, do you want to do a whistle-top through of those first before we get to deep into... I, I had done those long before I found the quest, so we could do them now or we could do them as we go near them. Well, there's, there are... there's one that's a little out of the way, which we'll, we can do now, I suppose. Um, okay, so yeah, you're talking about Ryogok Shrine. Yes, also known as Force Transfer. Um, I don't remember this one, so I'm going to have to watch the little video. It's when your company makes you go to a different... Uh, <laughs> it's when football players get really disgruntled with a current manager. <laughs> they ask for one of these. It's a it's a classic connecting gears one. Okay, so it's kind of like um, I suppose we kind of had a lot of these puzzles in the Wind Temple. But it's like stuff like attaching mm. um, attaching poles onto the end of levers that don't have enough like of a, yeah. a well a grip on it initially, and then kind of. I'm pretty sure there's an exact replica of the puzzle where you've got to connect two gears with poles in the Wind Temple, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so. this should be familiar to you because I presume most players will have done uh, will have done the Wind Temple early and will probably have uh, had an opportunity to play about with play about with the gears, but I don't remember it, so it can't have been that difficult. Pretty, like, yeah, pretty straightforward, except for, like, I think I struggled a little bit with, like, the last section where, like, you basically you've got two platforms and you can ascend through the platform, but it's not high enough to get up to, like, the end of the shrine. And, like, I took a little time and kind of figured out that it's gonna, there's a gear to the left of the platforms that you've got to kind of use the pole to kind of rotate the gear around and then push the platforms higher up. I figured that it was just trying to like try to teach me to use recall at first. Uh, it's been like ten minutes or so, like uh, before it clicked the actual solution. More of an ultra hand shrine. Mm. A bit of a scent. Pretty much. But yeah. Um. So a little bit. So a bit closer to where. I think it was the Magnesis Shrine was situated in Breath of the Wild. Like, near the kind of little puddles of water, um, kind of at the northern edge of the Great Plateau. That's where we'll find our our first chasm. But um, before we get there... Oh, sorry, this, this one's actually inside a cave down below. I didn't realise this. Um, the Kyokugon Shrine. Yeah, um, this shrine, um, because I've been revisiting it a lot when I've been warping around trying to do this um, doing this quest. Mm-hmm. And it, on the map, it looks like it's really conveniently placed, but actually you're underground and you have to do a little ascend to get anywhere helpful. 
but it's it is. There's two two of the ones here are underground. Yeah, there's the, the this one's underground. Oh yeah, no, man, uh, you have to go through a cave on the on the actual surface. Oh, the, basically on the surface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, under the Great Plateau, basically. The other and if you is another cave as well, but if you use ascend right by where the actual shrine is, you come up in the mud and just die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, I, I do way. remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um, so it's located inside the Great Plateau Foothill Cave, and it's a Kyokugan Shrine, also known as Alignment of the Circles, um, where you're pretty much. You just need to put. Oh yeah, so it's I I got this I got this um, shrine pretty quickly. I'd be curious to hear if you guys spent longer on oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, instantly. It, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's the one where you've got to put the... Just for our listeners, if they can't remember it, uh, which I wouldn't blame you for, there's a lot of shrines in this game. It's the shrine where um, there's little orb receptacles um, on the ground. Um, there, however, there's loads of them, way more than you actually have orbs to actually fill them all in. Um, and the solution to the puzzle, if you look up on the ceiling, there's green circles on the ceiling above each of the orb receptacles that you need to actually fill up. Um, so, but it sounds like all three of us <laughs> did not have any trouble with that one at all. No. The the more interesting part in this one is the chest afterwards. Um, because there's like one final little orb receptacle, but to find the orb you have to pull up a block in the floor. Yeah, there's like a fake floor. Which yeah. basically, yeah, you can't see it unless you activate your ultra hand and then it like it's colorized as a movable object. I think uh, Ultra Hand, I do remember doing that a lot for puzzles. It's like I'm, I'm struggling, like activate Ultra Hand quickly and it'll give you that yeah, kind of orange highlight. Yeah, just see if anything shows up. Yeah. Um, which is a, I'm not going to say a, a, a cheat or a hack, but it's certainly a nice quirk of how Ultra Hand functions. Pro tip. A pro tip, yes. <laughs> That's a. Uh, this week's pro tip from Luke Summerhaves Gamer Corner. <laughs> so yeah, just next to this shrine we've got our first... <laughs> or rather, above this shrine, back on the actual Great Plateau. Away from the mud. Um, yes. There's a wee little Korok, you got to help find his friend. And there's a chasm. Next to which we can find an eyeball. Uh, yeah, great. Plateau North Chasm. The first chasm I decided to jump down. <laughs> and I think, ironically, the probably the the one that's the biggest ball ache to get the, the eye back to the statue. Because as we'll get to the other the others, you've got a nice little journey to get back to the Great Central Mine. This one, you're pretty much just carrying it. <laughs> Unless you've got some sort of vehicle on demand and all built, you're otherwise just. I feel like all of them were next to a little railway. Depot. Right, there's like a railway. The, the others have got the mine carts and the railway, so they're really easy. No, but this one I built a truck. Well, fair enough. I think I just. There's a, there's a supply depot right there. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. There is one right there. I I don't think I did. I think I just carried it. 
Which oh, was... right. No, this one did end up being a ball lake for me, but for a really dumb reason. Why was that? I drove my truck there, sort of kind of jammed it into the, um, the what do you call it? The back in the mine. Then couldn't remember how to get down to the, um, <laughs> the statue. To the statue. Parked my truck, went and explored, found the route down, came back, and my truck had despawned oh. with the eye. Oh, I know. Yeah, the old Tears of the Kingdom thing. If you just you can't travel too far away from like anything nope. that you build because it just it despawns like instantly. Well, that so was I had to go and redo basically the whole job. Yeah, um, this one you don't really, you won't really come across anything new, so to speak. However, um, there is like a little enemy camp along the way that you might end up tussling with. But I think I just gave them a wide berth, or you can zoom past them, I suppose, like you did. Look. Um, at this point, I was battling them, but when I first came to the Great Plateau. I was like, oh, I'm fighting these guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I maybe I did. Oh no, maybe because I had a truck I didn't battle them. But I know I know the camp you mean, I think I did take them all out. I don't think there's a particularly spicy reward or anything. Uh ten arrows. Worth doing it for the zone. And I probably used more than ten arrows to take them out, so So uh, back up to the surface, kind of going clockwise around the Great Plateau. Um, the second uh, of the four chasms is situated where I can't remember which rune this was. Maybe maybe the bombs one back in Beer of the Wild. In any case, it's the one that's in the Eastern Abbey. Um, this time, uh, oh. this one was memorable in Breath of the Wild for being most people's first encounter with a guardian. Correct. Yeah, no derelict guardian this time of year. Um, yeah. Um, I guess this is mild spoiler territory, but are we? Are you disappointed that there was no little guardian cameo in this game? You didn't find the guardian encounter. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool if, like, when you're finally doing the assault on um, on Ganondorf at the end, if suddenly, like, one of the rooms just had, like, a couple of guardians and you'd have been like, oh, shit, here they are. Kicking yeah. and you're like, oh. <clears throat> no, I didn't have, didn't have any in the end. I mean, I like in a, in a way that it is, like, that's Breath of the Wild's thing, right? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I guess the idea is that all the guardians were purged of the Calamity's menace mm. after you beat the Calamity in Breath of the Wild and it's you know it's been a few years that they were able to scout out and find all the Guardians and repurpose them for all well, the yeah, technology. But, I mean in that case it would have been cool if like around Lookout Landing there'd been a couple of Guardians on on patrol for the good guys. Maybe they, maybe, people just, maybe they just they weren't going to risk it again yeah. and they just, just disassembled all of them. There'd be a bit of a symbol of fear, right? Like, to have the Guardians yeah. walking about. I don't think the populace would be very happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like my, my friend Matt always says, are you guys fans of Star Trek The Next Generation? 
I, I, I like, I've not watched a lot of it. I've, I've absorbed a little bit through Osmosis from my dad because my dad's okay. a proper old school Trekkie, like watched it back in, when oh, it yeah, in the yeah. 60s. But yeah. Yeah, I love, well, I mean, Next Gen was like the 80s and 90s, but yeah. He saw what he watched it as well. That's when I. That's probably cool. what he saw the most because that was airing while I was young. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway Mister Data in that. Matt always points out like if he go- there's one episode where he goes mental, fine. But after it happens like once or twice per season, it's just not worth keeping him around. Three <laughs> 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 person. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we love you, Mister Data, but like. If every season some bad guy finds a way to turn you against us, we probably just need to take you off the ship. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I think the Guardians would probably fall under that same banner. Um, maybe in Age of Calamity's timeline, where they've got the little Guardian helping them out, and the DLC, you actually unlock a massive Guardian to, to for as a playable character, which is ludicrous mm. but very fun. Maybe in that timeline they're a bit more forgiving of the guardians and they'd be using them in combat. Maybe they just but... don't want to kind of conflict, like from like a design standpoint, they don't want to conflict like the Zonai technology with the Sheikah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that that's the real reason, right? They're keeping the Zonai stuff and the Sheikah stuff separate, yeah. and also just because the guardians are such a symbol of Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be weird to put them in any other game, at least for a while. I'm sure they'll have a glorious comeback one day. Another point briefly before we move on, you talked about coming to this, like this plateau, this um, chasm next, mm-hmm. following like a clockwise route. And like the whole game, right, is designed as a big clockwise, you go around the map, sort of circular. That's kind and, of what they um, want you to do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the main the main image of the game is that sort of, slightly i thought it looked kind of celtic but maybe it's also meant to be kind of maya that sort of circular two dragons mm-hmm. so like just a clockwise yeah like a clockwise motion is like a big theme of this game it seems like tons of a clock so a, yeah going forward going back. and again because it's a big time time back and forth thing as well yep it's all very thematic very nice. And also, you you you're bent to kind of go around the Great Plateau clockwise initially back in Breath of the Wild, right? Yep. Well, that's less thematic. I feel like, I, although I feel like in the Great Plateau, it was very much do these in whatever order you want because that's sort of what it was trying to teach you about Breath of the Wild. I guess it still felt there was a an easier route that the, the devs kind of gently nudge you towards but it was it was a lot easier uh, I think to go off the beaten path than it was in the Great Sky Island as we spoke about maybe I'm misremembering because I would very much have refused to have done that <laughs> yeah of course Um, uh, this chasm though not too complicated because like you mentioned you can take a minecart right to the you drop down drop your eyeball in a mine in a cart and you can ride it straight to the mine that's it um, and I think the next two are pretty much exactly like that as well. It's just the minecart journeys may be a little bit longer, and you have to maybe switch, have to switch trains <laughs> partway through. Catch your connection. Yeah, gotta get gotta catch your connection. Um, At least it's not a replacement bus service, am I right? 
Um, You'd have to build it yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, is that is that what the the first one is that what we're counting that as? My truck that I built is the replacement bus. That's replacement bus service, yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> I don't think even London Underground would get away with making you build your own replacement bus. So back on the surface, um, the next of the chasms is actually just past the shack we spoke about at the start of the episode, the the old woodcutter shack that's now the Yiga encampment, um, the south chasm. Once again, not much to this one. I think you drop down and it's again near another 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 minecart. Off you go. And uh Bob's your uncle, you're at the statue. However, what I do want to speak about this time is this one takes us past a massive sort of underground um pool, which is the known as the Secret Spring of Revival. And obviously if you mm. look at the map, it is directly uh, below the Shrine of Resurrection. So I really like the idea that the whether it was the Zonai or the Shiko using Zonai knowledge knew about this sort of underground healing pool of water and were able to kind of siphon it upwards to the Shrine of the Resurrection and used it for, you know, healing rituals and such for throughout throughout the, the millennia. Um so it's a nice nice little touch, I think. It's not just like they're actually using the natural resources to to create the shrine of resurrection. So that was a uh, another thing that I loved about the depths and the kind of how it mirrors the surface. And this was another example. I spent a bunch of time down here because I thought this might be the water they were referencing in the clue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I think I might have done the same that you say that. Yep. Um, there's another pool of water fairly close to there actually to the north but uh, you do not want to go to what's on that island near there <laughs> not oh. at any time soon oh that's the coliseum right, right, that right. is the coliseum yes <laughs> we'll probably do a coliseum wrap-up i think on a much later episode yeah hit, hit them all um but that one well they're probably gonna patch in the pvp in the coliseums right <laughs> <laughs> And the swear jar, on you go. <laughs> but yeah, that Colosseum in particular, I think, is actually the nastiest, nastiest of the bunch. And uh, oh, yeah? oh yeah, ironically, that's probably the one I think a lot of players will stumble upon first as well. But yeah, hmm. I don't think I've done much of the Colosseums. I should go and. Have you not done that one? <laughs> I don't think so. I've, I I walked like around the edge. I didn't fight whatever's in it. And you go <laughs> pop pop your head and have a have a have a fun time. <laughs> yeah, well, when we get closer Coliseum, to this Coliseum episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, once we finish this chasm and we're back on the surface once again, um, if we go up to the kind of snowy area and around the kind of river of the dead that we, me and Jasper initially sniffling around for the the first statue to start the quest um there's actually a shrine hidden behind the uh waterfall and uh, what well, a yes. cave next to the waterfall the river of the dead waterfall cave and uh within there we will find tadarok shrine also known as fire and water 
Oh, I remember this one. This one was pretty cool. Yeah, this one was really cool. Um, you got like little water pools and little lava pools, and you got to stick ice in the lava to make a rock you can jump on, and then stick stick the rock in the water to get across it, and because the water's electrified. Yeah, That's some really funky yeah. little physics stuff here. Yeah, um, I think get the chest in here as well. You've got to be quite quick as well for one of the first. Um, like, so there's a. To get the ice block that you need to actually progress through the shrine, you've got to use a stone block that you use to get past an electrified water pool to block some fire. And if you, if you do it so the ice block is big enough, you can then climb the ice block to get the, the chest in this in this uh, shrine, which was a, a neat little part of, you know, rewarding a bit of bit of speed in solving the puzzles. But, um, yeah, I, I liked it, because it wasn't just, you know, use use your powers or use Ascend. It was actually using how the objects kind of interact with, with the elements, um, mm. which I've not really come across yet in any of the shrines, so... In the order we've been doing them. Not to this extent. This, I guess, could be closer to like an older Zelda puzzle, right? Would have this kind of elements of the the room. There's a fiery thing and an icy thing. Rather than being tied so specifically to powers like most of the stuff in these games are. Mm -hmm. It had a bit of an old school feel. I guess that's, yeah, because a lot of the, the old formula for Zelda dungeons is it would rely on, you know, one or two items you didn't have the full suite of powers as we were saying mm. so they had to bring in other elements like blocks and you know well and also i guess you'd have expected to see this kind of puzzle in your fire temple right which you don't really hear mm, yeah i don't that I remember i don't remember seeing any ice <laughs> fire temple no but like specifically like big puzzles built around using lava in interesting ways there were a couple of them. We'll get to that obviously later, but yeah. I do remember a couple of lava-based puzzles. And then a little ascend at the end to finish off the shrine. And we can do the last chasm. Yes. And like you mentioned on the previous one, it's just minecart again. Yeah, I think one thing that's cool to note here is I think doing this quest really gives you a good idea of the scale of the kind of Great Abandoned Central Mine. Um, mm. Because there's a lot of, like, there's another cart that you can take which takes you up to another another mine, looking at it on the map, called the Naburu Canyon Mine. I think that's actually connected, potentially, to the Hillia Mine. Um, yeah, and there's lots of little... Underneath, like, a... Tunnel, right? That's it, yeah. There's lots of like smaller like submines which all presumably would feed into the refinery down here. Um and you know, mild spoilers for this cast, I suppose, but you for the other kind of um abandoned mines that you'll find in the depths, none of them at least have have this scale. I don't think any of them really are connected to another like network of mines, because the other mines are usually further afield. 
this one mm. you really get a sense in size of the scope of this being the central mine the the kind of real you know the center of the the mining operations and the smelting operations that the zone i likely had in place so uh yeah i, I dug it I, I dug kind of seeing dug the, the mine did you i dug the mine <laughs> it was all me <laughs> Um, I like I... the the mine. What I really like is actually the statue itself being under there. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Zonai are... Obviously, they're very ancient, but they're high-tech, right? It's that Zelda thing, which a lot of the Zelda games do. Of is an ancient race, but they had technology beyond the modern day. That's what, which of, is, It's fun. Lot, I like it. A lot of game games do that. I mean, I think the first... Oh, yeah, yeah. The first Final Fantasy did that, like the very first one um, oh really i know some of the later ones have a bit of it I didn't know yeah. the first one did it so the first one that's all medieval stuff on the ground but um eventually you'll get um you'll find like a, a an airship and then eventually you'll go up to like a castle in the sky that the ancients uh, sounded familiar <laughs> that the ancients yeah. uh uh you know use and it's a very high-tech sort of place, it's definitely it you find like robots and stuff yeah I've been meaning to look into it because I want, like, I know there's like Laputa, the um, the Ghibli movie, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, Final Fantasy did it, Zelda did it. Um, this is a relevant one. Elden Ring did it. <laughs> so it's definitely it comes from somewhere. I need to really investigate where this this mythological concept comes from because it's clearly a big thing in Japan. Where did Elden Ring do it? Um, crumbling Azula at the end. I guess not yeah. so much the technology, but the castle in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, well, visiting the statue in that aspect of the depths seems like properly ancient culture. They dug too like, deep style culture. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, just like this is actually like pre Zonai, mm-hmm. pre technology, just a big old, like very sort of impressionistic statue. Like you would find at like an ancient like Neolithic site in the real world, like like a Blegli Tepe or something, one of the oldest temples in the world. It is like these big statues of humans and beasts, and then something strangely in between, and like a culture. Like we never really find out the deal with the Bargainer statues, right? They're left quite vague because it's not a culture. bad. I remember, yeah, um... it's like a time before time. There is and... no knowing what this ancient, ancient, ancient culture was thinking. What's quite interesting, and I don't think we spoke about it when we kind of touched upon the Bargainer statues in the last episode, I think. Um, like, when you trade in the pose, like, they have this really interesting like bit of dialogue, and I'm going to be paraphrasing here, where they talk about, like, how, you know, it doesn't matter where the souls are derived from, good or evil, we, we judge not. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just here to, you know, take the souls and let them pass on so they're very much like like these are like spirits of death you know like they're not mm. they're not malevolent entities like some of the pose in previous games are absolutely bad bastards and <laughs> um, whereas like the post the post that the, the statues and the poses the pose themselves are just spirits the statues are almost like um like psychopomps Reapers, i suppose you could say yeah yeah, it's like like, 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 like a Grim Reaper, like a Charon, you know, yeah. what, what have you. Um, Transporting you. Yeah, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, the way they're designed as well, right? Like, like obviously, all the kind of pointed structure to the statue, like, it's like a, a hooded. Mm. 
Jay, I learned the word Psychopomp because I was researching a specific Pokemon. I can't remember which one. Did you learn it because you played Hades a bunch? Um, <laughs> I can't remember where I picked up. I think pro- I probably picked up around Hades. Um, yeah. def- definitely video games, but as much of my knowledge is derived from. <laughs> but um, I definitely picked it up somewhere down the line, yeah. Um, we should clarify, Psychopomp is just any mythological character from various mythologies who is sort of the guy who transports you to the underworld. Yeah. Um, little side note as well, just to point out the Hylia Canyon mine that you'll trundle past on your mine cart journey here, that's where you'll find the, uh, the miner's trousers, which you yeah, the little the map from back The cross the from sky. the map is there. Yep. Uh, but yes, if you return the uh, the fourth of the eyes and pop them all in its big old noggin, um, you'll get a very substantial reward. You're not just getting a piece of food or a sword. Um, the statue, um, to thank you for you know bringing all four eyes back into and allowing it to see again, restoring its power. Um, gives you the offer of a heart container or a stamina vessel, which is uh, pretty tasty. Yeah, and which, which opens up a shop as also well. interestingly does tie these bargainer statues back in with the old classic swap your vessels and hearts ones. Yeah, I mean, which, I... I, which felt kind of separate up until this point. Well, f- my reading of it um, is that. It may be because it was using the power of the goddess statue, mm. it was able to offer you that power for a time being. Right. Because um, you know, none, none of them ever offer you that for you know, if you give us so many pose, it'll give you a, a you know, a light of blessing or what have you. Um, but that's no, but there is still know. there is one that does the old. You can trade your blessings, right? And that is also. Mm, not, not, it's a not, similar looking statue. Not the you know, this confusion the last thing it's a different statue, right? Yeah, so the Yeah, the, but that's that, what that's what I'm saying. They're right. they're separate, but they're not completely separate. Mm. Right, yeah, I guess. They're all kind of parts of you know, a, a much older ancient sort of Yeah. Being, right? Like the goddesses, whatever the bargainers are, whatever the um is it just called the Horn Statue? Yeah. The one that trades it for respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever that might be. Um, they're all, you know, as you said, they look older entities beyond our ken. I see. Like, the, the shop you unlock as well, though, for like, this bargain of statue is like, is like well worth it. And obviously it'd be... The best thing about it is it, it restocks its items so you can get like multiple of them. Like the... Sea breeze boomerang, which I used plenty of. So the the bargainer statues, they all share the same shop. It just depends on um, how many you how many you've unlocked. Yeah, how many you've unlocked. Go to the right? in the central. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's it. It's probably the one you'll you'll, you'll warp right to actually trade in. Either that or the one that's on um, lookout landing. Yeah. I really enjoy the way it says like 
Uh, thanks to you, you've restored enough of our power that we can give you the dark trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Monty Python gag or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's here when you speak to this guy, when he actually gives you that dialogue about um, there's no such thing as good souls and bad souls, they're all just souls. They're all just dark souls. <laughs> <laughs> My plan was I was going to deliberately not do one until Jay did one. <laughs> I mean, you failed, you failed that quite early on. <laughs> so I think that'll... Uh... I'll call it for our little whistle top stir, whistle top stir, or whistle top tour. <laughs> I can't even say this. Whistle stop tour. Thanks, Jazz, <laughs> of the Great Plateau. Um, so next time we're actually going to track on again with our main quest, um, and we're going to head up to Elden by way of the Lost Woods. Maybe pop in and see what our our old pal the Great Decker Tree's up to. Um, and then make our way up Death Mountain. And I'm sure we'll get very sidetracked and have many lovely adventures along the way. So Yeah, it'll take us just as long to get to Death Mountain as it took us to get to the Rito Village. If not longer. <laughs> if not longer. <laughs> so yeah. Until then, Luke, where can we be found? You can find the podcast on Twitter or X or whatever it's calling itself this week at Hyrule Field Pod. We're also on Facebook, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you like and subscribe, rate and review. If you're in some Zelda groups on the internet, make sure you share it, tell your friends, and uh, get in touch. Let us know. You know, we've talked about quite a few areas now. Tell us your thoughts and feelings, if there's anything we missed, if there's anything really cool that we didn't give enough attention to, or anything really frustrating that we glossed over. We would love to hear from y'all and if you want to help support the podcast keep it online head over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius and there you'll find links to this podcast and all the other podcasts that we create you can hear me and jay every week on the game game show a game show about games jay also cameos on luke loves pokemon there's some movie podcasts there's currently there's no episodes of monster mash going up but when monster hunter comes back i'm sure we'll be back at that so uh, yeah, everything you might want, all up in there. Yep. And yeah, I'm pleased to get in touch because I, I, I do realise that we uh, we often speed through some parts of the game, like the the shrines yeah. and such. I mean, we're going um, to definitely kind of miss things, right? By doing that. Uh, we're, I, I mean, a game this size. Yeah. Of course, we're only human. Exactly. Yep, yep. Um, and for everybody out there that's only human, I think they need some sage words of advice from Jazz this week. Yeah, it's probably going to be be a bit sensible this week and just tell people to like exercise their brain so you, like, you don't get forgetful like I do like and mess up like this outro. Or like actually, or I won't <laughs> fiddle my words like Jay did and whistle talk to her. 
<laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Track down an old copy of Dr. Kawashima's brain, brain training. training. That's... Yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh, games and apps. And... We, 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 we've all clearly got a brain age of somewhere in the mid-60s. Yeah. Well, that's generous of you, man. I was going to say 85 for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, until then, catch us next time. Zapow! Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>